Welcome back to A Pushing History. This episode's host is yours truly, Will Skinner. This episode is all about Lowell Mills. This period followed the market revolution and America's newly formed textile economy and led us towards the Industrial Revolution. Lowell Mills, also known as the City of Spindles, is an example of what the Industrial Revolution in America would soon become. The market revolution, however, was a huge transformation of America's economy due to the mechanization of industries and expansion and integration of other markets. This allowed Lowell Mills to be created and dominate the textile industries. Later, the Industrial Revolution would take off, advancing the economy further and further. Francis Cabot Lowell, who worked in England for many years studying textile factories and how they operated, founded the mills. When he returned to America, he brought these ideas back with him and founded Lowell in 1820. This city had a prime location because its local waterways provided power to the factories through numerous large water mills. The city was a booming sensation for in the span of only 15 years, the population grew from nearly 200 residents to over 20,000, in which one-third of the population worked in the factories, 85% of those workers being women and children. Lowell Mills was a prime location and a prime opportunity for many who did not have anywhere to go economically. This attracted many poor farmers, women, and children who sought economic support for their families. However, the work conditions and salary were very poor, paying only $2 a week to women and children. In addition, the labor was intense for they only had one hour long break and 13 hour long shifts. Lowell Mills was the leader of the market revolution, societal reformation in America, and technological advancements in the U.S. However, our focus is the effects Lowell had on societal reformation, workers' movements, and women's activism during this period. Keep in mind that all of this happened half a century before any major mass movements for workers' rights. Due to supposedly terrible conditions in the mills, that is, long hours, no free time, little food, poor compensation, and bad living conditions, Lowell Mills received criticism from frustrated workers, labor activists, and women's activists. These conditions, faced and endured by the young factory workers, were terrible. Lowell became a living nightmare for many. For example, a young factory named Lucy Larcom, who went to the mills when she was only 12, wrote that she hated the confinement, noise, and lint-filled air, and regretted the time lost to education. Another worker, Amelia, wrote about how they worked 13 hours a day on average and that the conditions were worse than the poor peasant of Ireland or the Russian serf who labors from sun to sun. In 1834, the bosses of the mills decided to cut wages, even though they were already low. In response, the workers turned out, or what we would now call going on strike. They led protests and marches all with one common goal, boycotting the factories. No one had ever seen anything like this at the time. The protests, however, did not gain traction and the girls eventually had to return to their jobs. It only lasted a week, because management had more than enough resources to crush the rebellion. Two years later, in 1836, following even more pay cuts, workers went on strike again. This time they gained more traction and took a big dent in the factory's operations. However, in the end, the results were the same. Despite these defeats, 
Workers sought to fight back and fight for more rights, better treatment, and better conditions. They organized the Lowell Female Labor Reform Association, the first labor union of its kind. They were seeking the workday to be shortened to only 10 hours instead of 13. Despite women's inability to vote, they petitioned for legislature to get rid of long days. With over 2,000 signatures, they convinced Massachusetts to pass legislation stating Lowell could only have them work 10 hours a day. This was a huge victory for the factory workers, but it wouldn't end there. They began organizing chapters in other nearby mills for the same reasons. They also published factory tracks. These articles exposed the conditions of the mills, their treatment, and some of their bosses and management. This was all short-term, however, only having real effect on the workers of these mills. However, it began conversations about the conditions of these factories, the treatment of workers, and fair compensation. It gave a great example and lesson for future labor reforms and would steer activists towards labor reform in the late 19th century and early 20th century. Lowell Mills had a great effect on the future. Lowell Mills is a controversial topic because of its supposed harsh conditions and mistreatment of factory workers. This first excerpt, taken from Lowell Offering, Volume 5, Week in the Mills, is written anonymously by a factory worker who complains over hardships faced and endured in an average week at Lowell. This is from the opening paragraph. Much has been said of the factory girl and her employment. By some, she has been represented as dwelling in a sort of brick-and-mortar paradise, having little to occupy thought save the weaving of gay and romantic fancies. While the spindle of the wheel flies obediently beneath her glance, others have deemed her as a mere servile drudge, chained to her labor by almost as strong a power as that which holds a bondman in his fetters. And indeed, some have already given her the title of the White Slave of the North. Her real situation approaches neither one nor the other of those extremes. Her occupation is as laborious as that of almost any female her, who earns her own living, while it has also its sunny spots and cheerful intervals which make her hard labor seem comparatively pleasant and easy. The majority of this document is subtle complaints and grievances of the factory system. This anonymous author illustrates a life of misery, hard work, little to no sleep, terrible salaries, and harsh conditions in the mills. Now we must analyze, interpret, and reflect on this article, and we will specifically consider these questions. Is this an accurate portrayal of life in the mills? Is the author exaggerating or even softening the conditions in the mills? Is anything surprising or out of the ordinary from what we already understand about Lowell Mills? Well, first we must address the fact that this source is from the perspective of a factory worker, but it is written completely anonymously. So we can question the authenticity of this document. Is it real? Is it accurate? I will assume that this is accurately describing the conditions in the mills because the author knows how a week works in the mills. You know, how could they possibly know so much if they didn't actually work there? The author seems to have written this with slight exaggeration or hyperbole in order to pass their point across, however, because they directly compare it to slavery. Despite this, nothing truly surprises me about these conditions. 
When you analyze similar primary source articles from other events, for example, child labor in the early 20th century, you see many similarities. The conditions of the mills are highly comparable to the conditions of a child worker in the 1900s. Hard labor, long hours, small compensation, harsh or dangerous conditions, etc. One difference is that some young girls and children were forced to work in the factories and had no say in their jobs or what they did there. This was different from parents sending their children to work at a young age or the children themselves deciding to work at a young age to provide for their families that we would see during the child labor period. So no, there aren't too many surprises when analyzing this primary source. Not only did Lowell Mills change the economic market, but it was also a great cause for societal reformation, specifically labor rights and women's rights. Due to the low salaries and harsh conditions of the factories, underground formations of women's rights movements were formed. A female writer by the name of Catherine Beecher wrote about her and other female workers' experiences in the living situations at Lowell. Her writings provide an inside look on daily life in the mills and the freedom which these women were limited to. Most importantly, this tells us about what the women were fighting for. We must understand how women were limited and restricted during this period. What natural freedoms were women limited to while working in the factories, and how did this affect life back then? Life in the mills as we know it was very strict and often prevented many basic and daily liberties of life back then. One particular author named Catherine Beecher talks specifically about the boarding houses. They held six to a room and often two per bed, which provided little to no privacy. The women had 13-hour workdays, leaving only 11 hours for the women, eight of those hours being dedicated to sleeping. That leaves only three hours for social communication, eating, sewing, and other leisurely activities. However, they were also limited as to what they could do with their time. For example, women were often prohibited from learning or educating themselves and practicing religion. Women often had to hide books or poems they wished to read. They hid them in their apron pockets or in their belongings. Also, women were unable to maintain their desired religious life. Beecher mentions in her writings, what sort of religious devotion could girls achieve in an environment that outlaws solitude? These limitations inspired a generation of young women to organize protests in the 1840s. They went on to win this battle which sparked many women's rights protests including current day. In addition, this generation of women went on to be teachers, writers, and even college graduates. In conclusion, Lowell Mills ultimately gave birth to women's rights and labor rights protests seen everywhere. In conclusion, Lowell Mills was a textile factory which became a controversial topic in history. The mills received criticism because of their terrible conditions as described by multiple workers. Lowell became the birthplace of the first labor union, the first protest strikes, and labor laws passed by legislation. It would lead us into the future of labor reformation and protests. Among these are child labor laws, labor laws, and women's rights movements in the late 1800s. Lowell continues to have an impact on the future. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that about wraps up this episode of A Pushing History. Once again, thank you to all those who made this program possible. I'm your host, Will Skinner. Thank you for tuning in.